Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas today. And uh, your other host is in the East Coast. They're on the East Coast. How about that? Uh, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how are you? Pritch, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you here on a Tuesday. And uh, two things before we get the show started. Number one, Pritch, you know I'm always honest with you. Sometimes I love the board. Sometimes you gotta, you really, really do some work to find a sharp play. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, I really, really like the board today. I think it's a huge baseball day. 15 games in Major League Baseball. A lot of sharp moves. A lot of fade the trendy dog. A lot of interleague uh, type situations. Sharp line moves to talk about. So excited to talk to Josh Towers, our guy, later in the show. Uh, also NBA. We're getting to the stretch run here. And there's a lot of intrigue moves not only spread but totals here Pritch I got right. a little angle here you're my guy we, we like to sweat some overs I have an over <laughs> angle in the month of May that's done pretty good thus far so I love the board and sometimes you know you love a board and you say hey it's gonna be a great day and you don't have a good day or maybe you hate the board and it ends up being a, a great day but either way I think there's a lot of good games to talk about and the number two Pritch what do you think about the Oakland A's moving to your your neck of the neck of the woods here? Oh, you heard going about to that. Las Vegas. Yeah, it's crazy. I just read this article from mm-hmm. Jeff Paston and ESPN, and obviously Oakland forever has been trying to get a new stadium there uh, to replace the Coliseum, and they're really not getting any traction. So the idea of relocating or an expansion team is, is starting to pick up steam. And what I like here is, you know, Rob Manfred, he's thrown out a couple different places, uh, Portland, Vancouver, Nashville, Charlotte, and Montreal. But as you know, Pritch, the most likely destination that Jeff Passon threw out was Las Vegas due to the success of the Raiders, the Golden Knights. So what do you think? It would be pretty hot there in the summer. Uh, they might need a retractable roof if, if they come to Vegas. What do you think, Pritch? I think it could work. Uh, they have one in Arizona. Uh, so that's worked down there for the D-backs, as we know. Uh, there's a plot of land, Josh, ready for a baseball team. And it's like just north of Allegiant Stadium. Uh, and then just west of T-Mobile, where the arena is for hockey and then football is right down the way. So you could have an entire stadium district uh, right there from the city planning standpoint. So bring it on, Major League Baseball. I think they're talking about expanding anyway, right? Yeah, I think there's you know definitely an opening. It's been a while. When was the last one? It was Tampa Bay and the Arizona D-backs here. So, uh, you know, again, I think it's a perfect idea because in Vegas, Pritch, remember, it's kind of like, would there be fans? There's transplants, you mm-hmm. know, but are they really going to track that 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 beloved fan base that you're going to need to sustain a major league team uh, or a pro team in general. And I think just seeing how the Knights from, you know, year one, it's become a Knights town and, and seeing obviously the success of the Raiders, even through the pandemic with no fans uh, kind of making a move there. I think it makes a, a ton of sense. And it's just, Hey, if you're going to Vegas and it's a nice summer day and maybe Cirque du Soleil is sold out, Pritch, <laughs> go, go, to, go to Oakland uh, or, or a Vegas athletics. Game. Right. Sounds good to me. Cirque du Soleil will be sold out too, by the way. Um, and the triple A team is out here in Vegas too. The aviators, uh, they're just uh, West of Vegas too in Summerlin. So uh, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, we're going to get back to baseball because of Josh Towers. He's going to be on a program. Maybe he can shine some light on that as well. Uh, but you're right, a, a big uh, schedule today. And I'm, I'm happy that you're enthusiastic about the car today because uh, that's a good chance for us to cash some tickets. And I always love that. Uh, so let's start with the National Football League, though. Some news and notes again. we got the Aaron Rodgers drama. Uh, so Ian Rappaport reports that the Packers made a significant long-term contract extension offer to Aaron Rodgers, uh, where are you at now? I mean, it didn't really move the needle in terms of uh, Rodgers' next team. The Packers is still minus 134. The Broncos, uh, plus 175. The 49ers, plus 600. Uh, but some more developments here, you know, you know, according to Ian Rappaport and what the Packers have done with Rodgers. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. So, you know, we, 
rewind to last week when we did a show together. This was all kind of really just starting out. And I think the biggest thing we noticed was a couple of these teams, you know, down the list here, the Broncos, number one. I think there was, oh, the football team, maybe, you know, a couple of these teams that, and the Raiders, who the who Rodgers, uh, quote unquote, had on his list basically to move. We saw some movement with those teams here. And you look at the 49ers too. That's another team where what all, you know, what happened? They're going to have to write a 30 for 30 on what happened with Mac Jones <laughs> and Trey Lance. And, uh, you know, I'm still wondering why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl mm. against the Eagles here, Pritch. Will we ever know what happened with Mac Jones in the third pick? I don't know. But we did see the 49ers rise, the Broncos rise. But to me, um, the fact that – so I look at one of two ways. You know, Rappaport is saying here that they've made a considerable offer here to Aaron Rodgers. You know, is that real or not? It could be real. It could also be, hey, if he if he leaves and you trade him, you could say, we did our best. We offered him a, a, a bajillion dollars here. He didn't want it. He, he wanted to move on here. Um, but to me, the biggest thing is, look at the favorite here, Pritch. It's still the Packers. That's kind of the thing that goes under the radar. I think it's like, you know, we're looking at all these different options. Where can he go? What can the payouts be? But really, we've seen consistently the Packers stay like a minus 125 favorite for Rodgers to make his first start next year. Uh, which team? It'll be the Packers. And it's become even a little bit more of a favorite. So, uh, again, it's a topic that I think until we get a resolution, either until Rodgers signs a new deal or until he gets traded, um, this is going to be probably one of the most popular prop bets. Uh, you know, I wonder what the handle is going to be on this prop bet because I think, you know, no matter where you're located, what fan base or you just want to get down on this, there's a lot of money to be made if you think he's going somewhere and you can pick off one of these plus money teams. But to me, Pritch, I think until he until he gets traded, I'm 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 still thinking he's going to stick with the Packers here. Devontae Adams added a little bit of pressure. Yeah, saying, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, and uh, you know I don't want to I don't want to catch balls from anyone else. And his contract's coming up. Is he a free free agent after this year, Pritch? Because he is. They're going to make Bay, a move here, right? They could franchise tag him if they wanted to. I mean, it's Devontae Adams. I mean, of course they could do that. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation too, though. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers does not want to play for the Packers, I don't know if money is going to solve that problem. Uh, but what about if they traded Jordan Love, though? You think the Packers Ooh. would do that? See, I don't know, Pritch. I, I feel like you've invested in Jordan Love. You took a high pick. You know, you moved up to get him, and you've already got him in your system for a year. It's almost like, you know, I always like it, you know, kind of, of course, because you work with me. It's always Patriots and, and, and Boston all the time. But you invest all that, you know, time and energy into Jimmy G. You end up trading him away because Brady kind of outlived his deal. You didn't think he'd be this good for this long. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. To me, I don't think you – you trade the young guy to stick with the old guy to, to milk out a couple more years. To me, if you're forward thinking and it, you know, we have seen precedent here with what happened with Brett Favre and uh, drafting Rogers and him sitting. So I don't know. That'll be a very bold move to me. I think, I think the, the play would be trade Rogers, you know, move it over, you know, move the whole thing over to love. Uh, I just think age wise, you know, would you rather have, I don't know, two more years of Rogers or maybe 10 to 15 of love? I think love would be the, probably the less popular bet. If you're a Packers fan, sure. it would be the smarter bet long-term. But here's where I'm confused about the front office. though. they're offering him a contract extension. So why wouldn't they trade Jordan Love then? What use do they have for Jordan Love? Um, and so if you really want to make Aaron Rodgers happy, and if that's what this is all about, making him happy, if you're the Packers, why not do that? I mean, do everything possible to keep Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's a great point here, Pritch. And again, you know, if they were doing everything that would make him happy, I don't think they'd take a cornerback in the first round of the <laughs> draft here, right. you know, so that, that's part of it as well. But I, I'm with you, you know, I, I think the Packers, they're walking a very fine line. They mm -hmm. kind of want it both ways. They want to say, we offered him this big money. He's our guy. We want to stick with him. But then also they're not really making all the moves or the boxes you would check if you want to keep the guy. So um, we're going to see how this plays out. But to me, the biggest thing when I look at these odds, yes, there are teams that are leapfrogging. Yes, you know, the Broncos, the 49ers, their payouts are getting smaller, which means maybe there's a little bit of action on those teams. But I keep going back to the fact of, 
the fact of uh, Packers the favorite, slightly more of a favorite. Until we see another team get to the minus money or maybe the Packers drop, uh, maybe like that draft day steam we, we saw with Trey Lance, I'm still thinking he stays, but maybe it's a one and done or who knows. I think – didn't they want to trade him before the draft, Pritch? You know, it seems to me like they're kind of late. Yeah. Uh, if you did it, you want to maybe have done it last year. I don't know. Well, I tell you what. I mean, it does get uh, interesting about Devontae Adams. Like you mentioned, uh, here's a quote. Uh, doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone but I definitely have to do some extra thinking if my guy wasn't here. Uh, and that's Devontae Adams, one of the better wide receivers in the National Football League. Uh, so it's falling apart uh, by the seams uh, out there in Green Bay. It feels like that anyway. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has the ultimate wild card in his back pocket, though, uh, Josh, and that is to play the Brett Favre card. You know what the Brett Favre card is? Tell me more. What is well, this? Well, it's, it's I'm going to retire – and oh. then the Packers move on with Jordan Love. And then Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm going to unretire and come back in the middle of training camp. So now, Green Bay, what are you going to do? Are you going to move uh, Jordan Love or I'm going to come back to be the quarterback? Or, or now do you have to move me because you don't have any more room on the roster for me? So that's the ultimate Brett Favre move. And I think Aaron Rodgers is headed that way. No, I think it's a great, great, uh, great idea by you, Pritch. Of course, you know, we did. I remember I'm thinking back to it now when when was that Brett Favre, like 2010 to like 2014? I felt like every offseason it was, you know, you, you see him on like a tractor in Alabama and he's like, he's throwing the <laughs> he's throwing the rocker. He's working for a high school team. It's like, will he come back? Will he not? The Jets and then the, the you know, the Vikings here. So that's a that's an interesting point here, Pritch. And also, you know, is it is the blood so bad at this point that Rodgers almost needling them kind of the way they mm -hmm. did with, with different draft picks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that, that's a great point here. And again, you know, um, what, what do you do with, with Jordan Love, a QB you invested in, or do you keep Rogers? I think it's fascinating here. We're going to have to see how it plays out, but uh, yeah, I don't know, Pritch. It's, this is, I go every day. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's back and forth on what's going right. to happen here. And I think I'm waiting it out just like everyone else. All right. So let's um, get to the other drama in the national football league. One Tim Tebow. Uh, who uh, is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, apparently. Uh, will he make the roster? I don't know, but apparently they're going to sign him at the tight end position. Okay, Josh, you know what the circus is when it involves Tim Tebow up there in New England. Uh, what are we doing here with uh, Tim Tebow uh, down there in Jacksonville? Are we taking this serious? Uh, there's some props out there, and I'm curious what you think. Receiving yards, 12 and a half over under, uh, minus 112 uh, both sides. Receiving touchdowns is a half. The over is plus 350, the under minus 500. Yeah, so I'll liken this to kind of – so, number one, I'll give Tebow a lot of credit. I'm a big Tebow fan. Obviously, Josh McDaniels drafted him so high. Really wasn't the greatest pick of all time. But, but remember that playoff game against the Steelers? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the pinnacle of, of really what we saw Tebow in the NFL. And I did see, you know, he had a, a training camp, cup of coffee with the Patriots here. When, I don't, when was that, 2014, 2015, right, kind of before uh, he left the league. But I will give him credit for this. He's the kind of guy that – uh, everyone says he can't play baseball. He ended up, you know, not making the majors, but he gave it a shot. Everyone says he's too old for football. He play, he can't play quarterback. He's given another shot just from a human element. I got to give the guy credit, you know, haters and doubters. He's, he gives these things a good effort. So I got to, I got to tip my cap to him in that regard, but I will. So my take on kind of these prop bets with the over under, you know, receiving yards, number one, 12 and a half. Pritch, you could get that on the first play of the game, just an out route when, <laughs> right. when, when you were in the league here. But, um, you know, over a half touchdown, these numbers are extremely low. Um, but I would liken it to also 
when he when it, when he was you know doing every year for the Mets, I remember there are these prop bets where um, you know what would his, what would his average be? How many home runs would he have for the Mets? When would he make his debut for the Mets? And they got a ton of action and people just rooting for Tebow would take the over. Mm-hmm. And these these prop bets you talk about futures bets. A lot of these Tebow Major League Baseball props with the Mets. Years and years and years went by, and you had to wait years from the cash, but all the unders cashed. I vividly remember this because uh, you kept thinking, you know, he would play, and even if like sell some, you know, sell some tickets just to have him out there, he might go over four. But you know, people will come and try to watch him play. So I don't know, is this a gimmick or not, Pritch? I'll defer to you. I mean, obviously you have the Meyer connection, tight end. I looked at his height and his weight. What is he, six three, two fifty? You've been out of the league for five years. I don't know. To me, it, it seems like a a fun bet where you're going to root for Tebow. I would just be, I would be careful with this one until I see him make the roster. I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. There's only one person apparently advocating for Tim Tebow and that's urban Meyer. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if everybody is on the same page as urban Meyer within the organization. There's a quotes that we're receiving right now. Uh, And Tim Tebow, I don't know if he's in fact a true tight end. I think he'd be like a gadget player, like a Taysom Hill kind of player. Uh, And certainly could he make the roster that way? I mean, we saw him do special teams. Uh, he was the up man on the punt uh, uh, team, I believe, up there in New York uh, uh, as they just tried to use this guy. So uh, Tim Tebow wants to do sports. We know that. He's a, he's a guy who is a uh, tremendous athlete, and he just can't let it go. And so I, I don't know what's inside him, inside his heart, and what that would uh, present to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But yet his athleticism, though, I think Urban Meyer is at least curious about that. Now, if he doesn't make the team, can they stash Tim Tebow and then at some point during the year bring in Tim Tebow? And so essentially this over uh, plus 350, over a half a touchdown, receiving touchdowns, I I think that's a bet for him to make the roster or not. I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, I, I liken it to Meyer and kind of what he's doing with this move. And it seems to me like you're you're making that leap from college to the NFL. You need to have a locker room that believes in you. And yeah. you know, we've seen Belichick a lot of times. He has he has his special teams guys, his Matthew Slater's, his McCordy's, you know, these veterans who really kind of kept that Patriot way going. And I think maybe this is a play uh, not expecting him to cash all these over props, but to kind of get the locker room in favor of Meyer, a guy who will do anything, will be on the punt team. Uh, you know, they've definitely changed the rules of more practice squad eligible players. So is he just, you know, kind of a glue guy that you want in your locker room? That's going to really, you know, you see Tebow, this guy who uh, very famous guy, but look what he's doing. He's covering punts. Does that get the whole team going and have Meyer kind of have a guy in his, in his back pocket that he can help get that locker room in the right direction. So that's something to keep in mind and eye out too. And I like your Taysom Hill idea, you know, Tebow, can he separate? You know, what are his hands like? We don't know, but um, can he just do little things? Can he make one catch here and there? I mean, uh, again, if you're an X-Factor type player, uh, and again, selling tickets, let's let's call it as it is, Pritch. When, if Tebow yeah. makes that roster, his jersey sales, I think they might be exceed Tom Brady here going into next year. Uh, I know. Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, I tell you what, uh, not everybody likes this move. And, and in fact, from a former player standpoint, Josh, I would view this move as Tim Tebow being the informant for urban Meyer. Like they always have one guy. That's the informant. What's going on in the locker room. Who's talking this, who's saying that Tim Tebow could be the informant for urban Meyer. I like it. We're going to have a new movie. It's Pritch and Tebow. It's called the informant. And we're going to, yeah, people uh, do it. You know, we're going to have to uh, keep an eye out on that Pritch. but I'm with you again. To me, it's the, if urban Meyer was not the coach, I don't think Tebow would never, he would never get another shot in the NFL, but 
because of this connection and can he can he do different things can he line up as a fullback and you know get out the flat i, I don't know but uh can he throw a pass for you I, I, I'm excited Tebow might be back, though. I, I'm a Tebow guy. I, I root for the guy. All right. I'm not going to root for him. I'm curious to see what the betting action is going to be. I want to know the handle on the Tim Tebow props. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to break down the NBA. We're down to the wire in the association. That's coming up next. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Be sure to have that state-issued ID. Open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the -the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It is Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Uh, Josh, uh, big schedule in the NBA uh, down the wire here. I mean, jockeying for position. However, I mean, I'm still looking for motivation, I think, when it comes to the association. Uh, So let's start with your Boston Celtics. Uh, We're not going to circle back. We're going to start right there. Uh, with the Boston Celtics. They're in that playoff uh, play-in situation, I I would say. Uh, They are plus 105 against the Heat at home. 225 is the total. Yeah, so first thing I'll tell you one thing, Pritch. Uh, Boston is very disappointed with the Jalen Brown injury. I can just Mm. tell you the Celtics have kind of been really infuriating this year, a team that has gotten better and better in this year for whatever reason. Danny Ainge, we've talked about all year, Pritch doing shows, not replacing a lot of these guys that they lost. But you still thought the Celtics, even though they've been one step forward, two two steps back, all year you still thought hey we get in the playoffs we can make some noise but with Jalen Brown out for the year now with a torn ligament in his wrist that's a big hit here for the Celtics but um with that being said you know this is a rematch of a game uh from a couple days ago from over the weekend where Miami won 130 to 124 and it was actually not as close as it really the final score indicated uh pretty much Miami dominated that game and you had some sharp movement toward Miami in that spot as well the intriguing thing to me Pritch is the public is all over the heat. And I think because of this Jalen Brown news number, he was out anyway with some other injuries, but now he won't be returning for the playoffs because of that. There's so much heavy betting on the heat today. And I don't, I really don't blame people. If you want to back the heat here, the Celtics have been a maddening team to bet on this season. However, this is a hazmat play where if you want to take the points, maybe the Celtics show up here because uh, they open as a, a heat minus two favorite on the road. Heat are getting two thirds of bets. They're the public play tonight. They just beat the Celtics the other day. No Jalen Brown now. Celtics look down and out. Yet, here's the kicker, Pritch. Lines down to one and a half. So that tells me that even though, you know, public heavy betting on the Heat open at two, why didn't it go to two and a half or three? It went the other way. It's falling toward the Celtics. So uh, that would be kind of a sharp reverse line move, buying low, buying bad news on uh, on the Celtics losing Jalen Brown here. It also matched some systems that I look for. Um, Stevens as a dog with the Celtics mm-hmm. in his career, 56%. He's done well in this spot. 
if you're worried about that play and you don't like that Celtics line move, the other thing, Pritch, I would look toward the over a little bit. Okay. Two, uh, 224 and a half, 225-ish. It's been on the rise a little bit. And you also have just these teams uh, kind of in the last, I would say, maybe week or so, cashing a lot of over tickets. And this goes into one of my favorite systems in the month of May right now. Uh, overs are doing very well, especially if they stay the same or rise. So in the month of May, uh, overs are 56%. If they stay the same or rise, they get up to 70% Pritch, mm-hmm. 28 and 13. So I'd look to the over a little bit. And if you're brave enough to, to kind of follow a sharp line move, I like the Celtics plus the points. Okay, we have the standings up right now. The Celtics are the seventh seed. Uh, uh, they're 12 games back. Okay, you got the Heat as a sixth seed, Josh. Uh, two games at 10 ahead of the Celtics. I mean, this essentially is for a play-in situation, this game. I would think, uh, do the Celtics have it within them? I mean, we saw the bubble between these two teams. Uh, we saw the matchup, the Heat, Celtics going back and forth. We talk about injuries now. Brown, that is a huge injury for the Celtics. Uh, what about the, the pedigree? Uh, and can we back that here with the Celtics? So just anecdotally, living in Boston, watching this team all year, this is a team that when really the going gets tough, they typically fold. Okay. So I'll say that now just because, you know, you have these great young players. You have Tatum, you have Brown. Um, but really what you saw in this last game here against Miami is they really picked on Kemba Walker defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's not a great defensive player. He's a small guy. Uh, they really just kept posting him up, posting him up. Remember the Heat beat the Celtics in the bubble there last year. So with all this being said, I think you're really banking on maybe the Celtics finally showing up. Maybe Jason Tatum saying, hey, I can't rely on my, you know, my Robin to my Batman here. No Jalen Brown. Let me take over. That's really what you're banking on. So even though, like, it feels to me like this isn't a spot the Celtics show up in, it, the line fell in their favor, Pritch, two down to one and a half. So it's one of those plays that looks disgusting. It's like, how do you not take the Miami Heat money line here? But, hey, Celtics, maybe they surprise you tonight. Line's moving in their favor. All right. Uh, see, you almost convinced me here uh, to back this, uh, to play this. Because I, I love the fact that, okay, we want to avoid the play-in situation. Okay, we can take care of business. We just beat the Heat. Uh, we have, what, about four games left here in the regular season, so maybe that can get done. Uh, so I'm curious about that. I'm going to think about that throughout the show. LeBron James, he might be coming back from this ankle situation. Will that be enough uh, for the Lakers? It's coming up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line all on the daily VSIN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book Pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, and of course, the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we have a pod for it. Find them all for free at vcin.com slash podcast. That's vcin.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the show. It is Betting Across America. I am Mike Pritchard. He is Josh Applebaum. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Josh, continuing with the association, um, the Nuggets at the Hornets. 
you know, this is interesting game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what the motivation would be for the Nuggets here, uh, although they do feel like, I, I think they feel like they have a chip on their shoulder, maybe not getting the respect that they should be getting uh, at this point of the season. Uh, we have them favorite minus five and a half here. 223 is a total. Yeah, so Pritch, uh, non-conference matchup here. Both these teams struggling a little bit. You have the Nuggets, uh, great record overall, 44 and 24, but they've lost three of their last four, losing to Brooklyn, Utah. I mean, good competition here overall. Uh, same thing with the Hornets. They've kind of gone win-loss, win-loss, uh, kind of rotated uh, pretty much their last five or six games overall. So the first thing that jumped out to me is you do you do have some money on the Hornets here. And I do believe, looking back to last night, Pritch, I want to say dogs were 6-0 and ATS. You've seen dogs do very well, and that might be something something at the tail end of the season where, hey, maybe you got more to play for or the favorites take their foot off the gas. That's something that I'm going to look for this kind of this last last uh, week or two weeks of the NBA season. But I do see some movement toward Charlotte here. You know, the um, the uh, the Nuggets are a really big favorite here in terms of popularity. They're getting about three out of four spread bets saying, hey, they got a much better record. They'll easily just wax the floor with Charlotte tonight. And they very may well. But uh, even though they're getting a majority of bets, you saw the Nuggets open Minus six and a half. They're down to five and a half. You've seen a full point move uh, toward the Hornets in this one. So that's kind of letting you know that such an unpopular play, yet the line's moving in their favor. Looks like you had some money hit the Hornets, ideally six and a half or six. Um, but the thing that I like, Pritch, is the over in this game. Um, you know, really kind of, I've kind of, out of necessity, you know, gravitated a little more to totals, I would say, the last couple weeks or so, um, just because a lot of the spreads have been very erratic. Yet this angle where, I don't know if your legs are tired, you know, it was a short turnaround, the bubble to this year, or maybe you're not playing defense. It's all about effort and you're not really plugged in. You just want to get the, you know, the regular season over with here. But I do like this over quite a bit. You would have loved to gotten it earlier, but a lot of money hitting this Nuggets Hornets over. It opened around 219, 220. Mm -hmm. It's been up all the way to 223 here, Pritch. That system I mentioned earlier, uh, in the month of May, these overs are 56%. If they stay the same rise, they get up to 70%. And also these non-conference overs, the lack of familiarity typically leads to not knowing how to uh, match up on defense, you know, benefiting the offense here. And um, head-to-head, five of the last six between these two teams have gone over, and Denver's a pretty good over team, 37-30. and 30. So uh, if you're worried about that move to the Hornets, and you, it's sharp, but hey, I don't know if I want to play it, that over looks pretty intriguing, although you would have liked to get it a little bit earlier. Okay, Josh, this next game uh, tips off at uh, eight ten East uh, Eastern. Uh, it's Brooklyn and Chicago. Uh, Chicago's catching four and a half points at home, just four and a half points uh, with Durant and KD. I'm uh, excuse me, Irving on the on the floor here. Uh, Two thirty three and a half is a total. What what are you seeing and what are you noticing with this market? Yeah, so this one reminds me a little bit the bull spot tonight as where the Spurs were yesterday against the Bucks. Kind of a play that you didn't want to touch. It looked like they had no shot, but it is pretty you know notable to me that the Bulls are taking in some respect to money here. So if you kind of look at the Nets, you're right, Pritch. You know they have at least two of their big three should be suiting up tonight. But is this a team that Pritch? I wonder. You know, are they just done with the regular season? <laughs> yes. You're, you're, you're like you're just like exactly. It's like hey, you know, let's just get to the playoffs. Right. We really have to play the Bulls. What's the point? Maybe that's an angle that you can look for here because we do have the Nets. They just beat Denver. But before that, they lost, I think, four or five straight. They hadn't been playing very good. Uh, and you look at the Bulls. They've won three straight. This coincided with Levine coming back from the COVID protocol and Vucevic coming back into the lineup. So the fact that you have – this is one of the most lopsided plays of the night. Almost 80, 90% of bets are laying the wood with the Nets, yet the Nets open at five. A lot of these shots are down to four and a half. I'd wait. You know, it's an 8-10, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. game. Maybe you can get a five. Does late – 
you know, big money or, uh, I don't know, more public money hit the nets, I would look for a five. But to me, it's, it's bulls or nothing here. And we do know bulls as a short dog, especially dog with a, a high total leads to some more variance, um, is, a, is a profitable spot historically. So I'd go bulls or nothing here. Um, I think this is a sneaky, sharp play to Chicago. Okay, and then we have the Knicks and the Lakers uh, into the break. I was mentioning uh, this ankle situation with LeBron James. I mean, they're teasing everybody with it. Uh, he's going to be out. Uh, it is the Knicks-Lakers, though. Lakers at home, minus five and a half. I think the Lakers proved something uh, to themselves, more importantly than anything else, uh, when they beat the Suns uh, recently. Uh, how do you see this game, Josh? Yeah, so first off, I think give props to the Knicks here. They've been one of the best teams ATS, uh, 44 and – or 43 and 24 ATS. They've also been great first half. These are these little things with the Knicks that have been really good uh, so far this season. I'm seeing right now, Pritch, uh, I'm not sure if there's an injury. I'll check during the break, but – as we, it's funny how, how betting works and timing works. The minute you start asking me, this thing's falling toward the Knicks a little bit here, Pritch. It opened at uh, minus five, minus five and a half Lakers. And I'm starting to see it get down to five. One book's looking like it might go to four and a half. Okay. I'm wondering if maybe uh, AD is out or somebody's out here. So I have to keep an eye on that. The other one is the total here, Pritch. Uh, you did have some under money come in. It was like 213 and a half down to around 212 and a half at this point. I'm going to have to see the injury, what's going on here with the line move. But my first inclination was, yeah, a little under money coming in. But these low total non-conference overs, when it's 215 or less, these really, really low ones, they tend to go over at about 56% clip the last decade. So we'll see what's going on injury-wise. But um, a little bit of move to the Knicks, and they have been great as a ATS play, as a dog on the road. All these situations they've done well with. Um, and then also the under. If that thing keeps falling, 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 I think if you can buy low, if that gets to like, 211, 211 and a half. I'm sure you're going to have some uh, some buyback there to the over. Well, I was going to ask you about uh, this matchup because you have two highly ranked uh, defensive teams out here. Uh, is that total, where is that total uh, in accordance to that and into that relation, 213 and a half? Yeah, so I think number one, you know, the public is getting smarter and smarter every year. You know, it, it, and so in that regard, you hear a lot about these teams playing great defense. So mm -hmm. it's really not a lopsided. Like typically the public, if they see a 213 and a half, hammer that over it's way too low however they keep hearing you know on every station and you know talk talk radio that they're both really good defensively right. so that kind of leads to a little bit evening out in terms of percentages so it is low um but again you know the knicks have been sneaky i would say recently to some overplays but let's just see during the break what's going on with that spread is ad or someone out there's something up there with the lakers it's an appropriate time for a break here certainly because we need that information josh uh, uh but then also need that information all the way up to tip uh, when it comes to the association, uh, we'll continue with some basketball talk, but we're going to shift gears uh, in terms of who's going to be the number one pick uh, in this uh, coming draft for the NBA. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
BetMGM has a fun way to join sports betting excitement. Win $100 for a $1 wager on either the Lakers or the Knicks to hit a three in tonight's game. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Must be at least 21 years of age. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia or West Virginia excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And Tennessee, call or text to Redline, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Josh, we have some odds on who is going to be the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft. Uh, so leading the way, Cade Cunningham, minus 500 uh, out of Oki State. Jalen Suggs, another point guard out of Gonzaga. He's plus 800. Mobley, Evan Mobley, uh, USC. He's a, a, a center power forward type of player, I guess. Uh, he's plus 800. Where are you uh, with these numbers? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, just to put a button on what we had last segment, mm-hmm. uh, that movement was for LeBron, uh, for the Lakers there in that game, because I, I thought he was out, going to be out anyway, or doubtful anyway, but it looks like uh, Adrian Wojnarowski here, uh, kind of he mentioned that LeBron is going to give his right ankle one more day of rest, not okay. play today against yeah. the Knicks, and then try to play Wednesday versus the Rockets. So yeah. I thought he wasn't going to play anyway. That was, you know, again, I'm surprised by that, but that movement dropping now, and if you like the Knicks, they were five and a half a minute ago. They're down to five. I'm seeing some four and a half fours. So if you like them, you probably want to get it sooner rather than later. But mm-hmm. um, Pritch, I have an interesting take on this one, and I'm excited we can talk about Cade, Cade Cunningham because um, I think the key when you're betting a lot of these futures is getting the right number and get, not being too, you know too scared off by a number that you know on the first reflection is, is really high. So what I'm getting at here is I'm laying the wood with Cade Cunningham minus 500 because if you look at kind of the evolution of some of these top picks what i like in it is you know i remember i think it was at the end of the college football season last year when the odds makers first started releasing first overall pick odds trevor lawrence opened at i think minus 200 or minus 300 minus 375 around there by the time the draft rolls around you know trevor lawrence is minus 10,000. so <laughs> i think at first glance you look at this and you say kate cunningham minus 500 you know that's way too high i can't risk that number but if that number is minus 500 now, but by the time the draft rolls around, which I think is July 29th, end of, end of July, what if Cade Cunningham is then minus 5,000, minus 10,000? So to me, this is kind of a generational type player. I watched a lot of Oklahoma State games, you know, betting college uh, basketball throughout this season. And to me, he's kind of like a mini Jason Tatum, like 6'8", great offensive game. He's only 19 years old. Um, love Suggs, love Mobley, some of these other guys. But my first inclination is, I'm, I'm taking that minus 500 right now. I know it's a big number. I know it's early, but I have I have a premonition here, Pritch. I think this <laughs> I think this Cunningham number is going to be you know minus 5,000, minus 10,000 by the time the week of the draft rolls around. Okay, so um, July 29th uh, NBA draft, uh, Cade Cunningham. He's six eight. 
play anywhere on the floor, really. Uh, so, yeah, minus 500 seems like a probably good price right now for him. Uh, conspiracy theorist, are you that kind of guy, Josh? Because uh, if we're looking at ping pong balls in the NBA, if we're looking at that, okay, you got Houston and then you have OKC, the Thunder right there too down there. So who's going to get the most uh, or who's going to have the most ping pong balls, I guess, for the lottery in that situation? Uh, but, yeah, Cade Cunningham at minus 500, probably a good price to grab right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And again, you know, in, in kind of like previous years when I was younger and I was well, I always look at these props, I'd almost take always take a flyer on some of these down guys down the list. So, you know, I'm getting I can get Suggs plus 800, you know, uh, Mobley, even some of these guys that skipped the uh, went from high school, skipped college, went right to the, the G League, uh, made some money, played against NBA competition, Kaminga in green, both these guys 10 to one. But I think as you kind of see these markets develop and you kind of had the experience of going through these number one pick markets and mm -hmm. I'm the type of guy I really like these type of bets because I think if you're forward thinking and you can kind of anticipate things kind of like with that Zach Wilson number two bet that we made uh Pritch with Michael Lombardi and right. that ended up cashing if you can anticipate early don't so the first inclination is the number's too high but it's high for a reason and it's probably only going to get higher now I'll look like a complete idiot here if uh if you know Suggs goes number one but to me, the way these markets typically work is that this number one odds on favorite, unless it's a, a a year where a lot of guys are very even and there's no one player that's better than the rest. But to me, that one player is Cunningham. Mm -hmm. I think the sign's going to get higher. I'm more than happy to lay the 500 right now. Perch. Okay, yeah. I mean, outside of that, if Detroit starts tanking, uh, maybe they can qualify for the most uh, <laughs> ping pong balls. But right now, uh, Houston, uh, you do have OKC, and then the, you do have Detroit there as well as, okay, Cleveland, the usual suspects. Uh, Cade Cunningham, again, 6'8", can play anywhere on the floor. Uh, Suggs, you know, he's just a guard. I mean, he's, he's going to be a guard. He's a fantastic guard, certainly. Uh, but depending on which one of those teams, Josh, uh, do you have a lean uh, any, uh, away from Cade Cunningham? Like, like, say Detroit gets the number one overall pick. I mean, would you still go Cade Cunningham here? I mean, obviously, if you're going to pick him now, you would. Yeah, I'd go Cunningham anyway. I guess my only fear would be, you know, sometimes like, um, what was it, uh, the James Weissman pick. You know, sometimes a big guy, you fall in love with a big guy, uh, even like that Greg Oden year with, uh, with, with KD. So my only concern would be if you get closer and closer, you know, to the draft and everyone's like Evan Mobley, you know, what right. is he, seven feet? Uh, I just remember his shorts were so high, Pritch. I feel like he's got the longest legs in the world uh, <laughs> when, every time I watch him play. But do you get does, – does, does someone fall in love with a big man? That would be my only concern there. But, uh, Pritch, I'll be honest with you. I know Patrick Maher, our buddy, uh, native son of, of Detroit here, he would love the Pistons get Cunningham. But what if the ping pong balls strike the right way? And let me just throw this to you. What if the T-Wolves win, the, mm. uh, win the ping pong balls and you have Anthony Edwards – Cunningham, D'Angelo Russell, Towns is a team that they get all these star players and really they just continue to stink every year. <laughs> but imagine Ben some overs with those guys on the floor all at the same yeah. time, Rich. It'll be the process, uh, not on the East, though, in the, in the Midwest, uh, because I was thinking back to the process out there with the 76ers after a coach, after a GM, after all of that, okay, they finally put it together with the process out there. Uh, you know, not the seven footers all at once on one court. Uh, but certainly, no, that would be uh, a pretty potent lineup, though, if that could happen. Yeah, I totally agree. And then <laughs> what you mentioned here, Pritch, what about OKC? We mm -hmm. know that they have a million, you know, number one uh, picks coming here. And then right. I think they got, I can't even tell you the right number, but I think they have like 30 first round picks over the next, I don't know, five, six years, yeah. something crazy like that. But you do have the OK connection, you know, Oklahoma, OK State, now Oklahoma City. 
they they you know if the if the ping pong balls maneuver your way that'll be interesting as well kind of a you know stay at home a, a big boon there for a kind of a small market team okay josh uh considering um how fun enjoyable the 2021 nfl draft was uh we have odds to be the number one pick in the 2022 nfl draft already uh Kayvon thibodeau he's an edge rusher from oregon i don't know anything about this young man he's plus 250 uh, Spencer Rattler, I heard of him. He's a quarterback out there in Oklahoma. He's plus 300. Sam Howell, he's a quarterback. North Carolina, he's plus 400. Slovis, a quarterback uh, from USC, is plus 800 as well. Where, where are you at with these numbers? So I'll be totally honest, Pritch. I have no idea. (laughs) You know, this is like, I'll just be totally honest with you. You know, on the one hand, I look at these NBA first uh, run overall pick odds. I'm like, bet it now because it's going to, you know, move up, I I imagine, further toward Cunningham. Right now, I think this is kind of just to get some buzz, to get some hype. I do Mm -hmm. remember, um, I think it was Oregon. They played, they did a weird schedule in Pac-12, but I think they had that game against USC where Thibodeau popped a little bit. I don't have much information on him. You do know that this is usually a quarterback number one overall pick. The last non-quarterback was, who was it, Clowney? Or I don't even remember who it was uh, here, Pritch. But one of these quarterbacks, I mean, Rattler, Howell, Slovis, um, those would be the guys that I would look toward. But, um, again, you know, you could say on the one hand, a guy like Slovis supposed to be uh, – remember he came in real young at USC and has some pretty good numbers here. But he's plus 800 now. Does he start off first month of the year putting up great numbers? Then he's down to, you know, my, you know plus 200, something like that. But with so little information, you know, Sam Howell's a guy. I know Michael Lombardi likes a lot at North Carolina. But it's so early for this one, Pritch, that um, to me, you're better off waiting and maybe jumping early that first month of the season if you start to see one of these guys really separate himself from the pack. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, uh, Thibodeau, he's uh, there because he's an edge. Miles Garrett was the last uh, number one overall pick uh, outside of a quarterback. Um, Spencer Rattler, I mean, I don't know, plus 300. Uh, Because they're quarterbacks, Josh, that's the only consideration here, right? Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess the, you know, the Rattler connection is, you know, Oklahoma and uh, being coached by Lincoln Riley. And, you know, we've seen Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray you have that kind of connection. So this is a guy that makes a big leap here. You know, that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. But also, Pritch, who's going to get the number one pick? Is it going to be one of these teams that already has a quarterback on their roster that they're, you know, committed to? Or, you know, you kind of early on, maybe you had a bad year, but you drafted a guy high. Or is it going to be, hey, let's add to the defense and get an edge guy? So, mm-hmm. uh, again, we'll have to see how this plays out. I think it's going to be maybe a little bit easier this year just because we don't have to go through that weird pandemic year where some leagues, you know, some conferences played a lot of games, some didn't, didn't play too much. I think it's going to be maybe a little bit easier to evaluate these guys. But you don't have that one Trevor Lawrence guy going into the year where it's like, right. hey, he's a, you know head and shoulders above everyone else. You know, if you're interested in a quarterback uh, who could perhaps go number one overall pick, just track who they're working with. Uh, in the off seasons because these quarterback gurus like you mentioned uh, Michael Lombardi like Sam Howell like why you know is he working with Peyton Manning in that camp uh, is he working with uh, Patrick Mahomes in their camp so I think for anybody that's interested uh, in these quarterbacks who could potentially go number one overall just track who they're working out with uh, and who they're training with I agree. And then, you know, could there be a guy that no one's even thinking of? Because, you know, if you flash back a year ago, Pritch, I don't think many people really thought of Zach Wilson as mm-hmm. like a number two overall pick, smaller school, BYU, but he lights the league on fire and there he is going number two. So is it someone down this list? You could take a shot, say I get a good you know, payout here. I'd rather get more information, more game film to then try to make a more informed bet. Yeah, absolutely. And we have time. <laughs> no need to rush. We got to get <laughs> through the in- Yeah, we got to get through the NBA draft first. 
uh, before the NFL 2022 draft. But a lot of excitement, though. A lot of betting, too. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, look forward to hour number two with Josh Towers, Major League Baseball. This is coming up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. 